Hello, guys, and welcome to the latest MSC Performance Podcast with me, Mark Coulson. This is episode number 17. Today, delighted to be joined by Mr. Luke Rogers and Miss Sonia Klokova. How are we doing, guys? Very well, mate. Very, very well. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Fantastic. You're welcome, Sonia. You're welcome. Um, so four weeks, uh, four weeks till the uh, till the reopening um, kind of feels feels like the first time all over again. Very mixed sort of feelings of excitement and a um, bit nervous, a bit of anxiety, but mainly, mainly excited, uh, mainly excited to get uh, to get reopened again. Um, yeah, four four weeks out. So uh, lots to look forward to. Um, for me personally, really looking forward to to seeing everyone again, uh, seeing all our members, getting the atmosphere back down at, uh, at MSC. It's been a you know empty, soulless industrial unit in uh, over the last couple of months. So looking forward to getting all the characters back in there and uh, and going again. Um, so today's podcast, we're really going to be just talking about the the reopening, uh, the reopening of MSC and what to uh, what to expect. Um, so. Yeah, before we before we go into that, just have a little catch up with with our uh, with our coaches and see what's uh, what's been going on and you know how uh, how training's been and everything like that. So, what about yourself, Luke, and uh, with the, with the powerlifting work, what's been going on? Like you said, I'm I'm getting really excited now because all of a sudden we we're getting close to to competitions um, being announced and, and there are competitions that have been like announced that are coming coming out very soon. Um, I've got a competition in June. Um, so just starting to, I've just started competition prep this week for that, which is really exciting. Um, and like you said in your um, in your intro, like I'm just really excited to, to get in the, the excitement back at MSC and having that that atmosphere because everyone's itching to do something in particular, like, you know, team sports are going to be delayed a little bit longer, but like individual sports are going to be back up and running within the next two to three months. So people are just getting excited to, to get stuff back in. And, and I, me personally, is about, six people from MSC that are doing the, the super training comp. So just the atmosphere that's going to come with that is, uh, is really exciting. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Personally, my training, like just, just an intro week this week's a fairly, fairly light work, but pretty much repeating the same training cycle we did last time, but just making a couple of adjustments based off, uh, off what I think needs to change. And I think that's the key is just making these small changes every cycle rather than having a, a complete overhaul uh, for the sake of Noble Hall. So just little sorts of changes to what we, what we're last block and uh, looking forward to pushing on, but I feel pretty good. And uh, I'm just really excited now to, to get stuck in and, and get to a comp, man. We're getting close. It's funny because it sounds like it's forever. And all of a sudden it's, 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 it's like 15 weeks till June the 22nd, which is when, so the competition's on the 20th and then the day after everything reopens. So it's like a countdown. In my head, we're going to do this competition. And then the day after we'll be able to go out and, and do drinks and do whatever you want. So, in my head, it's going to be this amazing weekend. Um, I hope it is, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, exciting yeah. times. Like the thing you think you say about the the countdown when we when we reopen, that's that's a really interesting thing. I think like uh, people are going to be wanting to get stuck in. You know, I mean that that sounds obvious because people haven't had gyms for so long. But um, you know, as, especially with your your competitive lifters and and athletes it's going to be really interesting like you guys like you say going to be what was it eight weeks from from uh how many weeks 15 from weeks? To, sorry 15, 15 weeks 15, from yeah, yeah but like obviously your normal sort of countdown cycle will be 16 weeks wouldn't it like 15 16 weeks that's it that's exciting like your field athletes now have got an idea of you know all, all things being well it looks like we'll be ready for next season for sept a september start so even though that's a way off you know, you, you work backwards from that and you'll be doing pre-season games in August. You'll be, you know, um, if not a little bit before, you and you'll be doing sort of pre-season training, you know, J July, June, May. Well, that's it. You're allowed backwards. to do full training now. From Hopefully from June, you'll be able to do full contact training. You won't have to do any of your, your separated, segregated training. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, we're, I mean, we're back, you know, first week of April anyway for just uh, general stuff. So, all like you know do you think it's funny guys. how people's uh, uh people's like um how they like w when you when you be given four weeks and you're like oh wow that's not long or when we first went into lockdown i was like four weeks what the fuck how am i how am i gonna how am i gonna not train for four weeks and i was like oh we're opening four weeks and i was like oh that's not that's not that long i can do that but yeah when you first, guys it's gonna be closed for four weeks everyone was so so scared but now like right. people it's been so yeah, long now that 
Oh, but just another four, four weeks is four weeks yeah. is like quite an exciting uh, sort of countdown. Yeah. What about yourself, Sonia? Um, so I've changed my training routine a little bit just to like kind of control the volume. Obviously, I've been doing the the metcons with our members, um, and I've added some running. So I had kind of like a break from from Oli from Oli lifting. So I'm looking forward to adding that back as the other stuff will kind of go on the side again. Um, so definitely looking onto the side of being being with the members, doing doing the things I've been doing um, myself. Um, I'm probably gonna leave the running when we reopen. Um, I, I think I've enjoyed that enough. I'm enjoying it, but I think I'm not, I'm not gonna be doing it anymore. We'll see. Um, things been things been pretty good. Um, but yeah. What was the reason why you decided to uh, to stop doing either lifts? Was it for a break to if you got a couple of injuries or was it because um, you just wanted to get stronger? Yeah, so I'm I'm working around the little little injury I have um from last last year November. So it's my QL. Um I strained my back a little bit and um I think that the volume with Oli just didn't work well for it. So I'm obviously trying to work with Max a bit on this, um, doing couple couple of bits, always some extras like this, the isometric work. Um, yeah, whatever I can just to make it better and whatever, you know, whenever it feels like I'm pushing it, I'm just taking a step back. So working around, it's still working, um, but just trying not to provoke it. Um, so hopefully when we back, yeah. How do you find it with the sprinting? Because I think with the QL, a lot of times it's if you there's like extended pattern and obviously sprinting is a lot of like extension. Do you find it uncomfortable sprinting or is it okay? Uh, no, it's actually okay. Like anything I do cool. is actually okay, which is weird. Do you think that's because you're slow? Um, <laughs> well, that's relative, that's relative to say, you know, when you sprint against like with Mark, you're slow. Mm. Um, no, so always when I get like pain, it's usually afterwards, like, when I'm resting yeah. and even if I take day off um it hurts even more so I just have to train non-stop. <laughs> with the um with the with the running um obviously been doing sprinting with uh with myself with the um sort of long distance aerobic stuff do you do you think um first of all have you enjoyed that and then second of all um do you think that will carry over in any way to your training when you you know when you when you are when the gyms are back open and we're back into sort of full swing? Um, so I only run because I actually enjoy it at the moment. Um, and if there's like a day I don't feel like running, I just don't because I don't want to just make it not enjoyable. Um, so it's kind of like a switch for the sessions I've been doing in the gym sometimes. Like I know that I can do a conditioning, a conditioning session for an hour so the fact that i'm just able to run for an hour is, is just great aerobic base um and uh i'm gonna and say that if you if you didn't do any if you didn't have a conditioning base or an aerobic base before i think adding in this running you'd get this massive gain from it but because you've already got a fairly mm -hmm. solid aerobic base you probably notice no difference at all but if you went from being no aerobic base to, to adding in some fitness I mean, you get a good a good benefit yeah. from it you get a good carryover wouldn't you i think i definitely yeah. like was building up a little bit like you know starting with like five and six seven k now like 10 is, is is pretty much easy um but like i spoke to mark about it the other day that like i know i'm not gonna be an endurance runner like I'm, I'm too heavy for that. Like, I know I run slow, but it, it's fine because I'm just, you know, doing what I can now. And in terms of the crossover, like, if it's gonna, if I, if I think it's gonna apply into my training, like, 100%, like, keeping keeping up fit is, is good. I feel fitter than ever in terms of, like, fitness and aerobic base. Um, and I think in terms of recovery, that's why maybe I can, I can easily train every day and feeling good about it. Perhaps. I think I think it's a great example of um, you know the benefits of having a good aerobic base, whatever your whatever your sport really. Um, you know, I think you know me and uh, Luke and myself have spoke about it for for years. And whatever athlete you are, you know, whether it's a powerlifter, um, you know, a couple of my guy, uh, you know, pole vaulting guys at the moment. Obviously, that's a very power and speed based um, you know event. But using this opportunity to you know, just once or twice a week, build a little bit of an aerobic base so that the overall work capacity 
you know is uh, is a little bit better than it was uh, was was before. So uh, yeah, no, that's all, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, the running recovery sessions is an interesting thing. I was talking to um, one of my clients who's a powerlifter, and she uh, she was saying that she used to be part of a running club before she got a bit more into the powerlifting. And on a Sunday, they would do a recovery run. And the aim was to, to complete the run while still being able to talk to each other. And that was their way of like, controlling the upward intensity. This was a few years back, so it was maybe before like heart rate monitoring and stuff was a was a bit more mainstream. But she used to do like a recovery one on the weekend. And I think that's a great thing to do. I prefer to do a walk because there's no way of me then working too hard, but like some kind of recovery work on the weekend. And if you enjoy running, fantastic, then go for a run. But just if the emphasis is on recovery, then you shouldn't be aiming to like increase your speed or increase your times every single week. It should be low intensity recovery work, keep it the same every week um, and control the intensity. But if you enjoy doing it, like there's no reason why you couldn't do a recovery one on a Sunday. It sounds like you hate it, but if you liked it, you could continue it for sure. And it would be positive, I think, to your Monday. That that method that method's actually quite a like quite a well used one uh, like the yeah. sort of com- uh, com- conversational aerobic um, like for like you say low days and recovery days is yeah like you know if you even even at you know some prof- professional levels they I know they do that uh, you know for a recovery based session they sort of you know they'll, they'll have the heart rate monitors on but just you know for a bit of sort of fun as well just like right you're just literally going to do x amount of distance make sure you can hold a conversation on the way around just to keep it uh yeah. keep it keep it low so that's that's interesting um, oh yeah when i want to walk sometimes i'll send a voice note to like clients just talking them through like if they've done a check-in and i'll be walking and i'll be trying to talk through this check-in and i'll be so out of breath <laughs> after like two minutes um so yeah i mean obviously that would control the intensity so it's a good thing yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and the low, lower intensity days are great as well for just reinforcing technique and you know breathe and, and breathing work as well, which is uh, which is massively important for aerobic stuff. One thing I find for a lot of people is, especially if they've got like if they haven't got like a, a high stress job, like because if you've got a high stress job over the weekend, you're more relaxed. You come into Mondays, you feel good. But if you've got like a fairly like middle middle of the pack, like still working hard, but not like super high stress. If you spend your Sunday doing absolutely nothing uh, and have a bit of a lazy day, probably shit eating, you come into Monday session and, and it, it seems to go quite bad. And then those people then like they backlog their training so that they train hard on the weekends and start the week's actually fairly easy. Well, that goes against the grain of what a lot of people like to do. So just adding in a recovery day, all of a sudden you're doing some good movement. You're not sitting around slobbering all day and you'll probably find that you eat a little bit better. So then you've got the, the recovery component, but then also you've got the, the better setup for the week ahead, which can only be a positive as well. So I think it's like multitudinal uh, benefits to that as well. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, I bought I bought you with uh, with my training uh, now as well. Um, so for me, um, obviously we've got a bit of a, a bit of an idea now as to what's going on with rugby, which is great. It gives you a bit of an idea, um, you know, and you can sort of work backwards from that. Um, so I'm doing uh, five five days a week at the moment. Um, which is a lot for me. Um, so, you know, normally in off-season, pre-season, I'd work with four days and in-season I'd work with with three. Uh, I did do four days in-season up until a few years ago and then uh, sort of wound it down to, to three, which works well. But yeah, five five a week at the moment. Um, so I do sort of uh, two, two sort of high days um, and two low days. And then my fifth day is like just a kind of unilateral accessory uh, type uh, type based movement. Um, so on my high days, uh, I'm going out and doing sprints in the morning, uh, pretty pretty early, um, getting those in. So uh, been doing. Some people might have seen some uh, some some footage on uh, social media with Sonia. So we've been going out and doing hitting some sprints. Um, so obviously the idea of that is it's short distance. The sprint sessions have been varied. Some of them have been flat sprints. Some of them have been um, acceleration focused. Uh, some of them have been sort of split work and flies and things like that. And you know even hills. So it's been nice variation on that. Um, so I'll do the sort of sprints in the morning and then later on in the day I'll do my my heavy heavy lifting. Um, sort of like you know mainly mainly on those days lower lower focused um, so you know reps are a little bit lower weights a little bit heavier um, on my low days uh, I've been trying to get a bit of aerobic work in so I've just been doing some tempo running um, which is um, you know I've worked with like mass type 
aerobic stuff before maximal acceleration uh, sorry maximal aerobic speed um but the tempo stuff is just a little bit kind of lower base and with the amount of time that i've got until the season starts that method just makes a little bit more sense for me at the moment and allows me to recover better for my higher days as well so um you know a lot of the time in off season you know because off season so short normally before pre-season it's normally only like three or four weeks i actually don't do any on feet uh, i usually just do a very small amount of off feet uh, conditioning but obviously the off season so big it it would be you know not not the best thing to just wait until we go back to pre-season and then start running high volume so it started off very slow and be building that up and then later in the day on those low days uh, is where I do my upper body stuff um, you know an, an accessory work as well so that's the kind of balance of uh, of my training at the moment um, the focus is has been sort of very much like hypertrophy and um, you know and gradually building some strength work in and then minimal dose of you know, power and, you know, um, sort of power and speed strength stuff. Uh, that's transferring now into more uh, strength being the primary focus. So big emphasis on strength at the moment. Hypertrophy is probably still second, uh, second most important thing I'm working on. And then I'm starting to slowly just ramp up the dosage of the power stuff, but it's still fairly minimal. Um, and then for the next couple of months, I'll continue with strength being the primary goal, but the, the power will overtake the hypertrophy work. So it'd be very much strength and power. And then like the accessory stuff will just become a little bit more uh, minimal. And then the movements will get a bit more specific uh, closer towards the, the season as well. So that's where I'm at with that. So moving on to, sorry, go on, Link. I was just going to say that when you say about like a small dose of speed and power, is that like, do you find like the sprint work is, is, is plentiful for your speed and power? Or are you doing like extra work with like balls and yeah. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, so the the speed work's pretty pretty much there. So in terms of actual plyo work, that's very 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 minimal. I'm not doing any extensive plyos apart from that at the moment. Um, like I'm doing a couple doing any throws and jumps. Yeah, doing, so I'm doing do, some boards. Yeah, so I'm doing. Um, so in terms of like plyo, I mean, yeah, strictly speaking, it's ballistic stuff I'm doing really with yeah. just broad broad jumps, sticking the landings, doing a few, you know. Um, uh, you know, I'm doing a, a, for my uh, verticals. I'm doing like box jumps just to take some of the impact away. So it's very minimal work in terms of the plyo and ballistic stuff. Um, but I'm still utilising med balls because I just think med ball med ball works just such a cheap and easy, low cost way of getting a bit of speed speed and power work in. So yeah, the plyo stuff's very very minimal because I'm sprinting a lot and you know I'm yeah. just over, a, over you know about 107 kilo sprinting on tarmac. So <laughs> it's quite high, you know, and uh, it's quite high, high forces, quite impact. So I don't want to be in the gym, uh, you know, on the, on the road doing like high level, you know, high level plyos. Um, so as I say, that side of it is very, very minimal. Um, and the med ball stuff is minimal as well, but I like adding that in just as a bit more um, sort of speed strength. So a bit, bit of resistance. And like I said, you know, I love med ball stuff because it's just so, low cost like you can get some really good work in without you know destroying the central nervous system at all so it's all fairly low dose in that in that sense yeah it's funny that we uh, mentioned the med balls as we move seamlessly into mc upgrades uh ready to be <laughs> reopening uh we're just going to talk a little bit about like equipment upgrades what we're looking like what's going to be implemented from april try and just get people a bit excited to get back into MSC. So I think I'll let Mark talk because it's, it's his gym, but we've had like quite an extensive amount of a kit come in and upgrades and Mate, go for at it. the minute, for like it. you said, it looks, you sure? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. Amazing. So we've had um, a little bit of a thought about like how we want the gym to be laid out. I've got a picture of what's going to be finalized. Unfortunately, as everyone knows, there's some kit that's out of stock at the minute, um, <clears throat> but we're only waiting for two or three pits. Apart from that, we, uh, the gym's going to have a massive overhaul for when everyone gets back in April. So talking first with the uh, Olympic weightlifting, we've uh, we've moved the platform to be on the jerk blocks. The um, We've replaced the squat stands. So now we've got uh, four heavy-duty um, squat stands from Pullum, which are excellent. I've used them for squats. I didn't miss the hook, but apart from that, they're excellent. 
Um, the orange as well, so it matches the colorway, looks fantastic. Um, we've got the free rack still with the, the hooks on them. We've added a um, heavy duty squat stand, which is very similar to combo, but without the option to put a bench in it. So if you wanted to do a competition style squat, you permanently now got a place to, to do that without having to take away the combo bench for it, which is excellent. Um, in terms of bench press, we've, uh, we've had all the benches reupholstered. So everything now is like to, to really good specifications have been repadded if they needed repadding. Um, <clears throat> and we've ordered two new benches from Pullum as well, like competition style powerlifting benches. So now we've got, uh, we've got four powerlifting specific IPF spec benches. And then we've also added two uh, thick padded free benches as well, which can be put into power racks or can be put into the rigs. Uh, so you now, instead of having two bench places, we've got six really good sp spaces to bench from. So if you're interested in benching, you've got six competition height uh, benches, plus the two free benches we've got as well. So eight places to bench from, which uh, I'm really excited about. And I think that's going to be a massive thing for MSC. Uh, I think that covers the strength part, Mark, and then it's more the conditioning. Uh, oh, oh Dennis, we've we ordered two and new trap bars. Open-ended trap bars, so you'll be able to do uh, like reverse lunges with them as well as your normal traditional trap tra trap bar work. So same as before, but just open-ended at the back. Um, and we've added three deadlift platforms, which is is going to be really really good. So you have specific places to deadlift from now, which is going to keep things nice and tidy. Uh, it's also going to protect the plates, which is why we've implemented them. And yeah, you're going to be designated spaces now to, to deadlift from. The deadlift platform as well has um, band pegs on them. So you'll be able to do banded work on the platforms if that's something that you really want to do. So really nice amount of upgrades, but also added some nice bits of kit as well. Um, Sonia, do you want to talk through the conditioning? Yeah. Because conditioning kit's cool now. We've got some good conditioning kit coming. Cool. So as you know, we've had the ski ergs uh, arriving just just literally I think a week before we had the shot. So we didn't really have a chance to to implement these in our metcons, but we have three ski ergs. Um, we also upgraded our bike section, so we replaced our assault bikes, the devil bikes, with the rogue bikes. Um, so that's Rogue Echo, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be ready um, for the reopen, hopefully. Fingers crossed if deliveries go well. Um, it's not because, well, it should be next week, Sonia. So, unless there's, there's an earthquake or something, <laughs> well, they know, will be here. This come on, these days is everything like delayed because, uh, you know, the excuse is easy. But, well, yeah, hopefully that should be ready. Hey, I'll, be, um, I'll, be fly I'll be flying you over to. Uh... To, to LA, mate, to pick them up if they're not ready. So, so that's gonna be that's gonna uh, be a great addition. Uh, the skiers into our like section with the drawers, bikes. So that's gonna be a good uh, conditioning kit. And we also have and we upgrading the selection of our med balls. So this is gonna be probably like the newest newest addition into into the med cons, like loads of ballistic work. Uh, speed work with the med balls, um, like low, low, high velocity work, uh, which I'm really excited to start doing um, with everyone, starting obviously with like um, the, the bilateral stands and just progressing again slowly into like unilateral work, lunges, etc, etc. So that's going to be exciting. Um, and um, yeah, we also... Yeah, we um we also have some strongman stuff coming in. Well, strongman like we have some sandbags. Um, so the metcons as we used to do them with like a bit of a overlap with strongman work. So that's gonna be a new addition. Um, I'm sorry, you said a prowler. Yeah, we have a new sledge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> missed that. <laughs> That was obviously a surprise. That was uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, so yeah, pro, um, we, uh, I think like sled relays are a classic thing uh, at MSC. Everybody loves a, a prowler work. We're replacing the one sledge with just the one that's four prongs, Sonia. The reason you don't know about it is because we're actually calling it the Sonia sledge. It's actually got your name on it, so it's, it was meant to be a surprise, and I've ruined it. The Sonka. Sonka sledge. Cool, so we're going to have that upgraded. Uh, I think we replaced or upgraded the farmers, farmers handles as well. Um, yeah. um, and uh, I think that's, that's pretty much it, uh, unless we still just, 
Just those uh, ten thousand pounds worth of uh, conditioning, kit. Not, not that much. Well, you um, add, but yeah, you, you can add a bit more on top of that with the uh, the heating as well. I was just going to so, say that the, the heating is the big one. Unfortunately, because it's April when we're yeah. open, people aren't going to maybe appreciate. Maybe there'll be a couple of cold days, um, but like coming to the winter where like people start to to dread coming to them. I see, like, obviously, everyone loves the gym, but they, they hate the cold. It's not going to be a problem at all now. So all year round. Is uh, tops off and uh, booty short season for tops both off. the men and the women. So tops, <laughs> tops off, trow down. Lovely. Um, what are you, what are you guys? Uh, yeah, there's obviously quite a bit of a uh, bit of kit there, and uh, in my yeah usual sort of uh, I don't know crazy sort of business uh, sense that I have. Uh, just feel like you know. I mean, reinvesting in a kit might be a bit mad during a global pandemic, but I've just got a real good feeling that you know um, gyms like ours are gonna, you know, gonna hit the ground running, and um, I think people are, are mad keen to get get back into into training. Um, and I think hopefully with this whole pandemic, there's a little bit more awareness about health and well being and you know, the importance of keeping fit, the, the, the data's there, the statistics are, are clear um, and obvious. So hopefully more people are looking to, to train more and hopefully um, independent gyms like ourselves who, you know, take real pride in the people we're working with and, you know, it's a very service-based um, uh, product and, and setup um, will we'll thrive really. So we've um, sort of decided that, yeah, do you know what? Let's uh, let's roll the dice and get after it. Let's uh, let, let's invest. We had a bit of you know a few savings um, stashed away um, for a rainy day. Uh, wasn't expecting a rainy year, but um, <laughs> for a rainy day. And then obviously our members, um, you know, keeping keeping on board with as well has helped us to really really improve the improve the facility. So we're we're very very excited to uh, play with the new toys. Um, yeah. And weirdly excited for next winter as well with the heaters, just to uh, enjoy the effects of those. What are you looking yeah, forward like to? Hope, hoping for a uh, hoping for like a real cold patch during April, like a <laughs> couple of <laughs> couple of snow days, and uh, yeah. I'm pr I'm praying it's going to be cold in April so I can uh, get the get the new heaters on. Um, what um, what what are you sort of most excited about there, guys? In terms of the in terms of the new kit, is there anything there that? really sticks out for you for me it's like from a power perspective we had the pull and combo bench which is great the strength shot bench some people don't like so a lot of people we to use this one bench and now all of a sudden you've got three good pull and com comp bench uh, competition style bench presses and then you've got the two my fits which which are fantastic benches as well so all of a sudden, even if you don't like the strength shot bench, you've got five competition bench presses. So you've gone from having to wait for one to five, and that's ridiculous. It's it's going to be so so good. That and then the uh, the squat stands as well is 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 a, is an actual game changer because I think we had like, the squat stands were good. They needed upgraded. They needed. Uh, they needed upgrading, had yeah. their yeah yeah. They've had their time. Um. So like you've seen like you've seen like weightlifters doing squats in the power racks, which is fine. Like a lot of people prefer it, but traditionally weightlifters like. Uh, but traditionally, weightlifters like using squat stands. That's a fact. Um, but they would go in the power racks because there was no other option. While now you've got like some really good um, squat stands, and they can be used by everyone. So if I wanted to use squat stand, fantastic. You can use them for barbell club. So I think the squat stands and the bench presses are a really good upgrade, but also addition. So I'm really excited for both of those. Super easy to adjust as well. So so easy yeah they're great those pull them squat stands are fantastic really like easy, easy to move as well yeah. yeah easy to move easy to move on and off the platforms um very easy to adjust and they're really solid as well i mean how how solid is that um the the powerlifting squat stand as well Luke? it's an absolute yeah. monster isn't it like i was sort of testing it the, the other difference. day and just even just walking a bar back in it just doesn't move it's like yeah, solid yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I mean, if I'm using a squat stand, I normally be careful putting in like anything relatively heavy. I think yeah. the most I've gone these two, two, I've got, I've done 225 kilos on squat um, this last block, and like I just rack it in. I don't even think about it like I would do a power rack. It doesn't budge. It's great. You don't have to it's, be careful at it's all. Bulletproof. It's, it's super, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's with, really, with, really stand, with, with a weightlifting squat stand, uh, you know the the way weightlifters and powerlifters normally re-rack weights is a little bit different because yeah, like with yeah, powerlifting yeah. it's more low bar you're walking in it's very sort of like almost horizontal like the way you've got to put the bar 
a back in so a, a heavier yeah, 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 yeah. works well whereas with weightlifters a little bit more sort of upright and Oh, yeah. vertical as they as they as they put it down but yeah so they have five five new squat stands uh there which uh is, is fantastic and yeah. watch this space for a couple new power racks as well which might be coming later in the year we'll see we'll see what happens there. All, all of a sudden when you add all that in you've got the benches you've got the racks you've got the platforms of course you, you've got like a, a, a usa college style strength and conditioning gym it's going to look unreal man yeah so. Very every time we have every time we have a picture updated on the website, like you look back six months later and you're like, oh wow, it looks so much better now. And then every six months there's something else. You're like, wow, that looks so much better now. And yeah. I just uh, when when does that end, Mark? Well, well, never. It never, it never ends, Luke. You're even even moving forwards or backwards, mate. You can't stand still. Yeah. Got to keep moving. So uh, so for you, for you, it's the the squat stands and and the benches really that you look forward to the most what about you Sonia? if you're getting rid of if you're getting rid of the heaters then yeah oh, the, yeah the, yeah the heaters probably the most exciting isn't it <laughs> so it might be surprised but i'm actually really excited about the the deadlifting platform <laughs> okay i'm ex- i'm 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 surprised you've said that i'm very excited about those but yeah go on For some reason like i'm super excited how it's all gonna fit into the layout um and I just think that it's gonna be so good to have that like this um, designated area. Um, so that that's uh, and obviously I really like the addition that you can adjust the the band there. Like I, I just think it's gonna be a great upgrade for for the barbell club as well, and for everyone who wants who wanted to use it before. Um, and then obviously I I think I mostly enjoy the med balls. <laughs> Um, yeah. You do the med balls, do you, Sonia? I've uh, never yeah. seen you do the med balls. Never seen yeah, it. So, never seen um, it. I just think it's it's a great addition, and I like 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 the system of kind of warm up style. So like you do a bit of that before your session. Um, so I think it's it's all super exciting. Uh, um, do you think uh, a ball complex is going to replace the uh, barbell complex that a lot of people do warm up? Do you think people are going to do ball complexes instead? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think I, I think they would. I've always enjoyed using med balls for warm ups. It, um, it's actually like hard work. Depends what you do, but like you got to think like some like what is common mistake is that like boys usually pick up those twelve kilo nine kilo med balls um, and trying to do the speed work with it, but they actually losing. All the benefit or all the all the idea they want to do with it because you you're just not moving it that fast. Like Mark, you, you know yourself, like you wouldn't be really slamming the twelve kilo one. Ice, yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think no. that comes from like the misconception that with like strength training, there's an obvious thing of what you're trying to produce, and it's very quantifiable. We're like, I'm trying to lift more every single week, and I think unfortunately, if people think the same as with the speed work, where they think, oh, I'm trying to lift a little bit heavy and do the same movement rather than thinking I'm going to keep the same weight and actually the, the speed is the emphasis so let's keep exactly. focusing on the speed Sorry. because it's not quantifiable it's really hard for you to say have I got faster um, yeah, but she's yeah. like oh, I was doing a three now I'm doing a 12 you think oh I've got stronger it's but it's so light like, that it's when not. we add this like into medcons we're going to explain it again to my yeah. like people will, will have oh yeah big time that, that point you made there about the speed stuff so true like we're having worked with some like rugby guys before in the past and like especially with the military stuff that i used to do like you'd have like sort of you know um sort of strength speed based stuff with you know let's say um you know let's say squats and you'd be doing like you know six doubles or seven doubles uh 70 percent it's like oh i could do way heavier than this or i could do way more reps than this and it's like well yeah i know you can but that's not the that's not the point of what we're what we're looking for and like yeah it's the same with with uh you know with with med balls um like with rotational throws i might you know i'd I'd normally use a six but i could use a three as well and it's like very light i can i can throw a 12 into the wall but it's um what what am i trying to achieve you know but you know and that's where you got to be very clear on what the goal of the yeah exactly yeah it's like okay <laughs> so yeah. it's funny you said about the uh, about the band pegs as well Sonia, because we spoke in the last podcast me and mark about accommodating resistance and the one thing we both agreed on was banded deadlifts um and that was before we'd agreed to buy the, the platform so it wasn't like a pre preempted selling point well, like we spoke about like from a strength uh, component that like banded squats, we're not 100% sure 
is to have a benefit. But we both agreed that with a banded deadlift, it can reinforce good positions off the floor and it can be a really useful exercise. But if you want to do a banded deadlift, I don't remember, Mark, when we first opened, I was doing banded deadlift. And to set them up, I'd put a 50 kilo dumbbell either side of the fucking platform and band underneath it. And you'd have to get yeah. someone to hold the dumbbell down because otherwise it would pull it in. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other option is for you to stand on the band, which is fine, but like, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it it's elevates the feet slightly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I use a banded deadlift quite a lot in my own training, um, especially like in the run up to the season and during the season as well. It's a real big movement for me, and like, yeah, I normally stand on it, but it, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal, is it? So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking for. It's hard, it's hard for me to pinpoint one thing that out of all of that that I'm really looking forward to, uh, to getting in myself um, from a training point of view because my training. Be, you know being focused around rugby is very varied so like i'll appreciate the squat stands i'll appreciate the benches because i do bench albeit very poorly um I'll, I'll appreciate the rogue echo bikes from a conditioning point of view but like the deadlift platforms like is very exciting because i do like to use um you know banded banded deadlifts um you know whether that's conventional or, or i like to like to use those and from uh business point of view and a coaching point of view i'm looking forward to those platforms as well because like you say just the tidiness and getting everything you know set you know it's, it's a very structured gym but like with the deadlift it's like right there's space there just pick a space and deadlift whereas this will be a bit more regimented um so i'm, look, I'm looking forward to that so yeah i don't know one piece of kit uh, like the, the heaters obviously is a big one but in terms of training equipment um the prowler, the, the prowler. absolutely I, I thought you was going to say the trap on mark because yeah. we've put the we've tried yeah so variable, but, but the open back one allowing you to do like easy single leg work and it's a great shout yeah great shout <clears> the <throat> uh the open trap bar i'll get a lot of use out of that definitely so, you know, having the open for us to pick one because obviously we wanted the best from you know like we picked oh uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, no, it's interesting. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably say from like a coaching and business point of view, like the the deadlift platforms is quite exciting. Um, but the weightlifting platform, um, the weightlifting squat stands are, are great as well, and the Rogue Echo bikes, and like they, you know, they're fantastic. So I don't. Hey, know, we forget difficult. about the uh, we forget about the skiers because I don't think anyone ski, did a yeah. on with the skier. That's it. Like we, how good that is. Yeah, forget about the skiers because we got those during the like last time we were yeah well it was um december wasn't it when we were actually open but because we couldn't run classes in december we didn't really get you know obviously got you know exactly. it, it was a bit of a funny month december anyway wasn't it but um, i think it was pretty much just before christmas as well so actually we yeah pretty much so really they're brand new as well so it's uh exciting but the open end trap bars are great great shout actually from a training point of view for me i'm very much looking forward to reverse lunge work single leg deadlifts on that so I think I'll get a lot of use out of that. So exciting, uh, exciting times. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great setup for, for the classes now, the Metcons, like with three rowers, three bikes, three skiers, um, full track of prowlers. Like it's, it, it's just going to be a greater addition, um, which will be probably adjusted also to um, like the like the social distancing and stuff we'll see how this is going to work but now it's going to be just super easy to spread out you're going to get your piece of kit and you're going to get your circuit to complete so this is going to be all all exciting um and with implementing the med balls as well um i think we're just going to again start with like blocks four or six weeks building up probably a bit of aerobic base um but I'm not sure yet. I'm, I just I'm just sure that like we're gonna switch it completely from what people have been doing. Yeah. Um, home like. I'm really excited to add the uh, the strongman kit in. I think that's because yeah. uh, we used to do quite a lot of strongman kit, yeah. and I think it just needed like a couple of pieces to be added. You know, like sandbag carries into farmers into into a heavy sledge drag. That's just such good. Just all the hard things. aerobic work. Yeah, yeah, probably. That the, the use of the kid will be the biggest one as people will, were left with like a dumbbell or get level. So it's interesting, like the two ends of the spectrum, which are going to be improved on Metcon. Like you've got like the heavy strongman work, 
And then you've added like the med ball work, which is the complete end of the strength speed spectrum. Uh, like your super light work and trying to do that with really high quality and then trying to move heavy implements fairly quick. They're going to be great for, for, um, for Metcon. I think like when you said, we normally did like performance testing, but coming away from the every eight weeks it was doing before, maybe just having like an end of block performance testing and trying to like complete like a strong man medley as quickly as you can. Just that competitive element of it is, is great for Metcon. I think you've just got so much more options to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm excited about for Metcon. Big time. There's some great toys to play with there for sure. Um, the sandbags, yeah, that's another one I almost almost forgot about. Getting getting a few of those in is going to be uh, going to be good good fun. Uh, and I think we like we've always used medballs in um, Metcon, obviously, but having a few more options with those now is going to you know, enable us to get a bit more bit more use it's out of those. Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the medball v the slam ball. Like the slam balls are great for for slamming, but for actual against the wall work like you're standing right next to it and to I think just again like having that kind of external almost like immediate validation about how you're doing on your speed work being able to stand further away and do like a med ball throw it just shows you how fast are you getting rather than like the slam ball it would not bounce no matter how hard you threw it mm. you didn't really get that like instant feedback but now like you can tell you can tell from the noise you can tell from how it bounces back how well you're you're performing the mm. movements so I think having that instant feedback is going to be great for people as well to encourage quite, them to keep it nice and light. Yeah. From a training perspective, it's quite good for absorbing forces as well. Um, the yeah. speed in which it's coming back off the wall. Like I'm a big fan, like going back to like the military days and like, especially the rugby league um, days that I used to do where we do a lot of like, you know, I was real big into like heavy med ball, like not only throw, but catch type work absorbing impacts, absorbing rotational forces as well. Uh, and I was a big fan of heavy uh, single kettlebell cleans as well uh, for that, that aspect. So, you know, not only the ability to produce a force to, you know, to to bring the weight up, but also catching and avoiding, you know, uh, that, that, ro that those rotational forces is really good for like a combat sport uh, point of view. And the med balls being that a little bit bouncier are actually quite good for that. Like you say, the yeah. force you're thrown into the wall, they don't slow down. They come back <laughs> almost twice, twice as quick. So being able to absorb the impact. Um, and then like if you're doing a very sort of plyo base where you're going bang straight back in, you're doing very reactive uh, type work with it. That could be really cool as well. Mm -hmm. So um, cool. We've got um, obviously some good improvements there with the the metcon and uh, the barbell club type stuff as well all our all our open gym um any any sort of uh, changes we want to talk about with the the barbell club i guess with the uh, the barbell club the the main thing that we'd obviously we already have with the pog man and you've just got a bit more options in terms of like spreading the killer a bit even between barbell club and your open gym but like actually in terms of service one thing i'm really excited about it's just streamlining the check-in service. So at the minute we use like a, the true coach app so people get instant feedback, but the homeless have to freestyle it. And some people are super confident with it and others aren't. So now we've uh, we've made up a like a, a Google form questionnaire that we're going to send out every week, um, just asking people to quantify stuff. So it's so easy for them to feedback, like how sore is training leaving you? Um, how much did you enjoy it? Any questions that you have, et cetera, et cetera. And just giving people an opportunity to, to say what they're struggling with, what's going well, so that when we do the check-in, it's just so much easier for us to, to respond and say, hey, we've noticed that you're struggling with your nutrition. Is there anything we can do to make it easier? Or I've noticed training is leaving you super sore. Maybe we should ease things back a little bit here or, or actually feel great. Let's add a little bit more work here. Let's try and push things a little bit harder. Just having that like weekly feedback and making that a lot easier is going to be great for especially the people that, that don't like to speak up that much. Um, I don't know what you guys find, but like with the check-in, yeah. some people send over like three paragraphs. Other people send over, yeah, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't really give you much to play with. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Uh, I think um, with with that, like, it's, it's um, emphasizing further and, and further and improving that individualization aspect sure. as well with the with the barbell club. So, you know, we um, you know we we promote barbell club as being you know you're getting the best of personal coaching and group uh, training as well. Uh, you're getting a, the best of the combination of that. You're getting the personal coaching in terms of the check-ins, the programming, the monitoring, uh, everything like that, and then you get the best of the group environment, which you know, I think we're all, you know, we're all very much in belief, you know, that training in that group environment, 
you know, can can certainly bring the best out of you. And we've seen it, haven't we? We've seen it with, you know, when we've done testing days and things like that, you know, having people around you, you know, uh, I used to do it back with, you know, KBT with the military stuff, you know, you'd be doing like, you know, we used to do like one RM deadlift testing and stuff like that. And it was just like, like everyone would hit a PB because you just got everyone around you, like hyping you up and stuff. And it's like, it's, um, it's, it's, it's quite cool. Like in, in, in that aspect, like the group, the group training and, and, you know, just keeping each other accountable and just making it fun. But um, that, you know, that questionnaire and feedback type stuff is just going to further improve that personal coaching side of the uh, side of it. I think when people say like individual training, like people in their head think of it as this like mad, like, oh, one guy's going to be doing a million box jumps and this, and someone else is going to be doing a three rep max on squat. When actually people's training on the face of it looks incredibly similar, but the individual yeah. differences come in like the fine tuning of these small things. So like, oh, you feel incredibly sore from training. You don't feel sore at all. So we're, we're going to manipulate the volume ever so slightly, adjust the RPEs as needed. Uh, these are the small differences that make training individual rather than people thinking, I need this mad, ridiculous program that's got like 12 different exercises that no one else in the world is doing. And it's, it's just not like that. Like Everyone should be doing similar movement patterns, but the individuality comes from fine-tuning these little things and that's what the questionnaire allows you to do well even yeah especially as like especially from um sort of a you know gen gen pop and i don't like calling our guys gen pop because they're not they're you know they're you know they're budding sort of athletes and you know in their own right um but like especially in that point of view like so easy to say right okay squat you know someone might be doing you know a a variation within that but we're all going to do that that squat pattern, that hinge pattern, that push, pull, carry, and then subtle variations. And even something specialist like with my rugby and your powerlifting, like if we really wanted to, we could, and time allowed it, we, we could train together really. Like, and, and it would be perhaps more similar than you would think. I was going to say, there's more similarities than there are differences between our training. Like you do a trap bar, I do a deadlift, you do a box squat, I do a squat, you do a... a press i do a bench board press or something <laughs> i always see you with the boards no no i haven't used board press <laughs> training for a long time um, i do i do like to use a board press with athletes yeah it's good yeah. um but, but like, yeah, like 100 like 100 and as i'm coming more into like season and stuff i might be you know i'm a yeah, big fan of like complex type you know complex stuff and um or contrast whatever you want to call it sort of you know russian complex training going from strength into speed so we might be doing you know uh bench for example and even if i'm using a football bar for example you'd be benching i'll be using a football yes. bar and then i might go and superset with a med ball throw or something you know yeah. whilst you're getting more rest for obviously a heavier a heavier set to come um you know it's, i've got uh, the camping chair out and having a nap in the yes, you're, and you're you're having, doing you've got your blanket you got your blanket out and you're having your 10 minutes but yeah like you know if uh if, if work was different and you know we we had the time to uh you know train together you you could actually make it make it work i think and like be doing real similar like deadlift together like I said i might be doing trap bar you might be doing conventional um we're both you know both bench both do a squat variation we both do our accessory work so you know, and, and that's, one it. that's, it. that's it. Yeah, I was just saying that's a, a, you know, competitive, dare I say, elite level, you know, of, of, of sport. And, you know, and, and there's still more similarities. So yeah. for general non-competitive, let's say, population, it can be a lot more similar than you think. I think uh, another good thing with it is like the enjoyment levels because like, I mean, I enjoy doing the same stuff over and over again and, and but some people need more variation and I think you want to avoid variation for the sake of variation but like if you're variating things to enjoy, make to, to heighten people's enjoyment levels and that makes them come into the gym ready to train a little bit harder then that can be great as well. So looking at the questionnaire, you can see like your enjoyment levels and if people's enjoyment levels are around a three and a four, we might say, okay, they need a bit more variation than the average person. So rather than sticking with a belt squat every week, we're just going to change the squat movement every single week. And while that's not going to be the best thing in the world to develop overall skill, if they're not specifically wanting to get good at the safety bar, 
if I just want to enjoy training and get stronger across a multitude of movements, then we can add more variation or we can just say, okay, you're not enjoying just doing barbell for three times a week. So let's drop your barbell down to two times a week and let's add in a couple of metcons and let's see if that variation can add. So I think the enjoyment component as well, like changing your mentality going into your sessions, is A, going to help you sustain it, but also make you come into the sessions, give a little bit more of a push. If you're dreading coming in and squatting again, which is fair, a lot of people don't want to do it, um, that bit of variation can help people continue to, to really push hard and get better results. So that's going to be good as well, I think. Yeah, and definitely. Improvement, like, as we slowly improve in the barbell club, like, I think the check-in is still kind of evolving because I think that people has to re- have to realize that the more data they can get, the better the results. Like, I, I really believe that, like, what get what get measured get managed and like as you just like you know we are really pushing people to track the numbers the load the rpe and they learn how to do that still and i think this feedback google google survey what is it google Uh, survey come on sonia you do it it's google form yeah for you know this um that'll that'll be great addition and i think like um big one will be the nutrition as well if people people like the only thing I think is that like they need to learn how to track it because like I think over lockdown people people maybe been looking into food differently and they just realize that you know like we we spoke about it before that like how much they actually consume like if it's gonna be body composition change because obviously we really like performance driven but I think that there are still a lot of people who are like body composition driven yeah. so you know whether it's, it's good on the yeah whether it's yeah. food like measuring measuring everything you do will get you the results so it'll be good to see the link between the questionnaire and how honest people are about how like there's a question saying how good was you with your nutrition this week and then there's an option to put in your average weekly weight if their average weekly weight is going up and they say, oh, I'm being 100% with my nutrition mm-hmm. or if they're going to be completely honest. And, and that's going to be something that comes with time and, and, and learning that you can't lie about these things. Because if they say, oh, I'm being 100% with my training, you say, okay, well, we need to we need to drop your, your calories ever so slightly to try and get you into a bit more of a uh, calorie deficit. And then all of a sudden, like, it's ridiculously low, but they're actually not following it. Like, it'll be interesting to see the disparity between the honesty and the results. And people will lie, but... I think with time, people will learn not to lie. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very exciting. Very exciting, guys. Um, I think we'll round up there if there's, uh, unless there's anything else anyone wants to bring up. No, I think we're good. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's clear that we're all very excited. It's clear that we made some good improvements and we're all there. Ready to go on the 12th, man. Fantastic. Excellent stuff, guys. So we look forward to uh, seeing you all in four weeks' time um and yeah stay uh, stay in stay in touch um check us out obviously youtube spotify um and we'll continue with our weekly podcast and i hope you're uh, hope you're enjoying them so uh thanks guys for for joining me and thanks for tuning in cheers <laughs>